Do people change over the period of their lifetime? I'm not sure that they do. I think perhaps there are changes we see in people or in ourselves as we get older, but perhaps those changes, well, those are the changes that people see, but really that's always been part of our personality or character. It's just that the situation changes, and so the situation brings out a different part of us. Well, that's what the story today is about, about how people change. It's called After 20 Years, and it's a meeting between two people from when they were younger, in their 20s, and then when they meet up again 20 years later. This is a B1 level story, and there's interesting vocabulary here that I'm going to tell you about connected with crime, that is, words we use to talk about stealing things. Here we go. Hello and welcome to Practicing English. My name is Mike Bilbrough and these are podcasts for students of English at B1 or B2 levels. For transcripts, please go to practicingenglish.com. Right, so as I said, uh, this is a story uh, called After 20 Years. And in the story, there are some references to crime words. In fact, there are only two in the story, and your task is going to be to try to find those two words to talk about crime. Now, I'm going to tell you a number of different words, and the two words are somewhere in that list. Now, some of these are B1 words, some it might be B2 words, but they're words to talk about this general subject of stealing. There are two words then, thief and robber. Thief, T-H-I-E-F, and robber, R-O-B-B-E-R. And both those words really mean the same thing. They are people who take things which are not theirs. However, the verb to rob means to steal something from a place or a person. So, if you rob a car, that means you steal something from the car. But you don't take the car itself. If you want to say, you took the car, then you'd say, you stole the car. You stole the car. If you rob a bank, you steal the money from the bank, but you don't take the bank. There's the verb to pickpocket, which means to rob somebody too, but you take something from somebody's pocket, like their purse or their wallet, where their money is. 
The person who pickpockets is called a pickpocket. We've also got the verb to shoplift, which means to take things from a shop, usually small things like sweets or magazines, not a big organized crime. So the person who shoplifts is a shoplifter. That means that if thieves steal from a bank or shop, something big or a lot of money, for example, there has been a robbery. R O B B E R Y. So that's the noun for stealing something from a bank or a shop. Finally, we have the verb to burgle, which is like to rob. But from a house, that person might take the television, furniture, or anything like that. And the person who burgles, we call a burglar. Okay, so that's the language then, which I thought would be interesting for you to talk about the crime of stealing. Here comes the story, and your task then is to identify two of those words that appear in the story. And here we go. After twenty years, a story by O. Henry, rewritten for B. One students by M. A. Bilbera. The policeman walked confidently down the road, which was almost empty of people. It wasn't that late, not quite ten o'clock in the evening, but it was getting cold, and the wind had a taste of rain on it. Not good weather to be outside. As he walked, the policeman tried the doors to see if they were properly locked. He regularly looked around to check everything was quiet, and as it should be. He wasn't a tall man, but he was very large with broad shoulders, and looked like a fine example of a New York policeman. There was not a lot happening at all in the street at this time in the evening. Most of the buildings were businesses. That had closed for the day, so there were very few lights shining out onto the street. The policeman then walked less quickly, next to a dark door of a butcher's shop. There was a man. The policeman approached, and as he did, the man spoke. "It's all right, officer," he said, smiling. "I'm just waiting for a friend." It's an appointment we made twenty years ago. That must seem a little funny to you, mustn't it? Well,、uh, I'll explain. Twenty years ago, there used to be a restaurant where this butcher's shop is now, Big Joe's Restaurant. Until five years ago, said the policeman, it was rebuilt then. The man next to the door lit a cigar. The light showed a dark, square face with bright eyes and a little white scar near his right eye. 
He wore an unusual diamond pin in his jacket near the top pocket. Twenty years ago tonight, continued the man, I, I had dinner here at Big Joe's with Jimmy Wells, my best mate and the most wonderful person in the world. He and I grew up here in New York, just like two brothers together. I was 18 and Jimmy was 20. The next morning, I left for the West to become a rich man. But Jimmy would never leave New York. He thought it was the only place on earth. Well, we agreed that night that we would meet here again exactly 20 years from that date and time. It didn't matter what our situation would be or the distance we would have to come. We believed that in 20 years' time, each of us would be what we wanted to be. It sounds pretty interesting, said the policeman. Rather a long time between meeting up, though, it seems to me. Haven't you heard from your friends since you left? Well, yes, for a time we, we wrote to each other, said the other man. But after a year or two, we stopped writing. You see, the west of the USA is a pretty complicated place to live in. But lots of opportunities if you know how to take them. Jimmy was different, though. He wasn't interested in adventure or getting rich. He just wanted a quiet life. I'd like to know what happened to him. But I'll tell you this. Jimmy was a man of his word. When he said he was going to meet me here 20 years ago today, he meant it. He'll be here. I've travelled a thousand miles to be here tonight, but it's worth it just to see my old friend again. The man took out his watch. It was a gold one with diamonds on the outside. Three minutes to ten, he said. It was exactly ten o'clock when we left each other here at the restaurant door. How long will you wait? asked the policeman. What if he doesn't get here on time? Will you give up and leave immediately? Of course not, said the man. I'll wait at least a half hour more. But he'll be here soon. I'm sure of it. The policeman turned slowly. Right, I'll... I'll leave you, he said. He looked like he was going to ask something else, but then seemed to change his mind. Good night, and good luck with the get-together. See you, said the man. The policeman walked on down the road. It was now beginning to rain, and the wind blew harder. The few people who were still in the street were walking quickly with their heads down, their coat collars turned up and their hands in their pockets. In the door of the butcher's shop, the man who had come a thousand miles for an appointment, now not certain whether his childhood friend would come or not, smoked his cigar and waited. About twenty minutes later, a tall man in a long raincoat with the collar turned up to his ears, hurried across from the opposite side of the street. He went directly to the waiting man. Is that you, Bob? 
he asked curiously. Is that you, Jimmy Wells? cried the man in the door. Well, well, said the tall man, holding the other man's hands with his. It's Barb, all right. I was certain I'd find you here if you were still alive. Twenty years is a long time. Our past is gone, Bob. I wish it had lasted so we could have another dinner here. How was the West, old friend? Pretty cool. It has given me everything I asked for. You've changed a lot, Jimmy. I never thought you were so tall. Oh, I grew a bit after I was twenty. Are you doing well here in New York, Jimmy? Not bad. I have a job in one of the city departments. Come on, Bob. We can go to a place I know and have a good long talk about old times. The two men began to walk up the street. The man from the west was enjoying talking about all the success he'd had in his career, while the other man, his face mostly hidden in the collar of his overcoat, listened with interest. At the corner of the street, there was a bar, brilliant with electric lights. When they reached it. Each of them turned to look upon the other man's face. The man from the west stopped suddenly and said angrily, "You're not Jimmy Wells. Twenty years is a long time, but not enough time to change the shape of a man's nose. It sometimes changes a good man into a bad one," said the tall man. "You've been under arrest for ten minutes." Diamond thief, Bob. The police department in Chicago told us you would come east to New York. They'd like to talk to you about a few diamond robberies. They're pretty sure you know about. Now come quietly. That's sensible. Before we go to the police station, here's a note I was asked to hand you. You may read it here at the window. It is from Policeman Wells. The man from the west took the piece of folded paper and opened it. As he read the words, drops of rain fell onto the paper, and Bob's hands began to shake. The note was quite short. Bob. I came to the appointment on time. When you lit the match to light your cigar, I saw it was the face of the diamond thief, wanted in Chicago. Because of old times, I couldn't arrest you myself, so I went and got a policeman out of uniform to do the job for me. Twenty years is a long time, Bob. Times change. And people change too, Jimmy. And that's the end of the story. What do you think? Do people change over their lifetime, or are they just different faces of the same person? Oh, and、uh, by the way, the two words referring to crime, which you heard in the story, were thief, T H I E F. 
and robbery, R-O-B-B-E-R-Y. Until next time, goodbye for now. 